0: Is Brenda's podcast season 2 episode 25 sway is the way with Maddie and Smitty brought to you on the inside the rink podcast network inside the rink.com is your One-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news insight and analysis follow on Twitter at inside underscore the underscore rink and download the inside the rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone and Smitty will tell us about how you can sign up for ESPN plus.
1: Yeah, ESPN Plus. You can watch the Bruins right on there by signing up at InsideTheRink.com. Right on their website, go to InsideTheRink.com/slash/ESPN. I have ESPN Plus. I love all the out of market NHL games, college hockey, college basketball, and much, much more. You can sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com/slash/ESPN.
0: I'll tell you what. Allie Ray proves to be a good luck charm of sorts. Yes, as uh, as Sue, they are the Bruins are four and zero since we've had Ally Ray on mm-hmm. the last episode.
1: One hundred percent. She
0: in her positivity and saying that the Bruins are still going to win the cup. Uh, you know, really turned the tables. I, I so I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. On. Yeah. Uh, weekend review time, and it was on March the sixteenth at Winnipeg. Uh, Bruno's reeling a bit, had a team meeting, had a coaches meeting, had all sorts of leadership meetings. (laughs) And it turns out to a three, nothing win. Good bounce back win after all those team meetings and Swayman, Jeremy Swayman with the shutout. It was a good response all around on the road against a, you know, kind of a surprisingly good team.
1: Yeah, it was a real good response. Uh, you know, Shutting it, shutting them out, um, you know, good layers defensively playing the right way, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it certainly was a nice bounce back win against, you know, a, a, a playoffish team in Winnipeg that's, you know, fighting for spots and standing in, in the in the playoffs. So uh, a good win after a couple of, um, you know, not as not as good games. Shall we say no, to no. be kind I mean, they
0: played very poorly against yeah. bad teams, and then they came into Winnipeg and you know coming up against Winnipeg and then at Minnesota and at Buffalo, you know you're starting to get some teams either near the playoff you know race or in it mm-hmm. uh so this is going to be a tough stretch for them and then on March the eighteenth at Minnesota, uh, a team that plays them you know tough uh in, in history and uh, the team that they beat uh in a, I think it think was four to three the first time uh, in a real close game. And this time, Marcus Johansson, old friend Mojo, scored off a three-on-one, and then uh, Jake DeBrus scores to tie it. David Pasternak scores on the power play in the second. David Krejci makes it three to one. Sankris would cut the lead to three to two, and then uh, Patrice Bergeron gets the in- insurance goal. And the Bruins get a really good road win against a good Minnesota team that was white hot coming in.
1: Yeah, points in their last 14, I believe, going into that mm-hmm. one. Bruins get a nice 5-2 win uh, and, you know, get contributions up and down the lineup. You know, DeBrusque and Bergeron, Frederick, Krejci, so, um, you know, Pasta, obviously. So nice to see them, um, you know, reround and play well again against a, a quality opponent that was hot coming in at, you know, on the road, too.
0: Absolutely. no, No question. And then... You know, a couple of maybe a scheduled loss with a a back to back at Buffalo, uh, a Sabres team looking to uh, make a push to maybe get us the second wild card spot. You know, March the 19th at Buffalo, the Bruins just wiped them out seven to nothing. Bruins were opportunistic at at first and scored uh, three goals early to jump on top. And the Sabres were pushing and and you know and playing fairly well. The Bruins were just were just putting in uh, any shot that they took was was going in the net. And then the Sabres seemed to mail it in. After that, it was really as the game went on, the Sabres seemed less interested. Uh, and even though they are fighting for a playoff spot, the Bruins just dusted them seven 0 nothing in
1: this yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I was surprised, honestly, that Buffalo didn't have more pushback there or uh, fighting mm-hmm. for their playoff lives. Essentially, you know, every game's a must-win. Uh, Bruins get out early, and then I, I guess those those guys just assumed the game was over, and it was. Uh, so rightfully so, they assumed it was over. Um, <laughs> so I guess you can't call them stupid. But, uh, you know, they, they didn't particularly try real hard. It didn't seem like in the second, third period of that one. And, and the Bruins just kind of had an easy one. Um, you know, they were able to limit some minutes for, for some guys too. Bergeron, I think, only played like 12 and a half minutes or something in that one. So um, they were able to get some guys, uh, you know, even though they're not resting them fully, getting a little more rest than they would usually get. So, uh, you know, that's a nice thing coming down the stretch here.
0: Right. And then on March 21st, uh, a team that they coming back home after the road trip, I guess the team that they'd lost twice to already uh, was the Ottawa Senators. And the Bruins get a really hard fought, good two to one win, uh, good playoff type atmosphere. Out, Ottawa scores off the uh, Pavel Zaka turnover in the neutral zone and a wrap around around the net for a goal. Uh, the Bruins tied on Krejci's goal in the power play. And then now power play goals in three straight for Boston. Jake DeBrusque scores on a cross-ice pass from Marchand that was just a beauty. And he goes forehand, backhand to score the pass. And then the hands by DeBrusque in tight on the goalie it was just terrific. Bruins get great goaltending from Almar with 39 saves. Bruins win their fourth in a row and look to be, uh, you know, turning this thing back around.
1: Yeah, they they... I didn't think they were overall particularly great in that game. Allmark held them in for large stretches. I thought Ottawa pushed, uh, but they're a desperate team. They're, they're trying to fight their way into the playoffs. So you could see that in the Bruins, you know, uh, first game home after a, after a long road trip. So that's kind of a scheduled loss as well. You're coming off back-to-backs, you know, three games in four days type of a thing. So, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of factors going against the Bruins there. Uh, But Omar still had to make 39 saves. So you can't be giving up, you know, 40 shots uh, a game and expect to win uh, a lot of those games. So Omar was really good. um, And Jake DeBrusque was excellent in this one. I thought he was the best player. He was everywhere. He was fast. He had his legs. He had a ton of opportunities. The Bruins, uh, if Sogard wasn't uh, wasn't so good in some spots, you know, they probably would have put up you know three or four more. So uh, you know, a nice win coming back home uh, against a tough Ottawa team that the Bruins have struggled with a little bit this year.
0: And now Jake uh, on the season: twenty-three goals, twenty-two assists, forty-five points in fifty-two games, a plus twenty-three. Just having. A terrific season, and you you could argue his best season. I mean, he did have 27 goals in 18, 19, and 25 goals last season. But this, he has more assists now, and, uh, and he's playing. Uh, it's funny. He has been really consistent when he's been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the mid 40s and points, you know, 43, 42, 42, and now 45. But the plus-minus uh, is very high for him, 23, uh, and he's just been the best forward on many nights, really. And um, you know, the the thing about the, you know the this Bruins team we talked about with with Montgomery was, you know, could he really face some real adversity and turn the thing around and and hit the right buttons to do so? And he clearly has, uh, has proven that with this four-game uh, streak right here.
1: Yeah, a little foreshadowing. I think yeah, no, as we, absolutely. As, as we head and, into uh...
0: <laughs> as we get into the seven chirps, and seven chirps is sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week, and you can use the coupon code Sports to get ten percent off your online order. Go to Lopsbrewing.com, Follow them at lops Brewery, uh, Lops Brewing uh, for new beers and events. And chirp number one, Boston Bruins with a couple of bad losses to Detroit and Chicago early on the road trip. Monty meets with the team leadership and then full team to address a malaise that had crept into the game. Bruins win their last three on the trip and then the win at home have rediscovered their game. Are you still worried about Monty being able to handle the adversity when the team goes bad?
1: Uh, no. No. I, I would say no. I think he. I think he handled it well. I think he's. He's been pushing the right buttons, you know, most of the year. So you know, obviously, you know, unprecedented, historical start, and and all that, and you know, he's he's always been uh, positive. Um, with the leadership group and and really heaping praise on them for for kind of running the locker room. Uh, So I I feel like he has a pretty good idea and a pretty good pulse of of what he needs to do to to right the ship and get the team uh, pointed in the right direction.
0: And I do, too. And I and I, I look, there's still some problems with their puck management mm-hmm. uh, and, and in this game against Ottawa, especially, you know, the Zaka the goal, uh, the first goal for Ottawa with the Zaka turnover is the type of turnover that they have when when things aren't going well or when they give up goals is when they turn it over, either in the neutral zone or heading into the, you know, across the blue line, you know, just bad bad turnovers, and that was a bad one. And that's uncharacteristic, really, of Zaka, who's usually a really high IQ player um, and not usually the culprit. But it's still, to me, the, the way they play, uh, it has great benefit, but it also has a high risk reward there sometimes when they're just being sloppy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Monty said after this game, uh, Almar saved the day. and He's done it many times. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still think back to that during the season is that we don't give enough, I guess we don't give enough attention to the fact that he has bailed them out quite a bit. Oh. And I don't, and, and I don't want them to get into that in the playoffs because sometimes your goalie can't bail you out.
1: Yeah, I would agree so with you hundred percent on that one. hundred yeah, percent. All Mark has, I mean, that's why he's a Vezina candidate and, and uh, you know, is, I mean, I don't think, I mean, we've, mention him in the heart he's not going to win it but uh he may get some votes because he's been he's been that good uh all year long so uh he really has bailed them out from from a number of of bad games and bad situations i mean he had a 54 save game uh earlier on uh this month so um you know he's he's really made some some big big saves to cover up uh some of their mistakes and turnovers
0: and he's 35 5 and 1 on the season. So uh, 30 games over 500 uh, and only played the, what is that, 41 games. Uh, so he'll only play, you know, 46, 47 games. So that's probably going to be a detriment when it comes to heart uh, uh, nomination. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right, chirp two. The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League moves to ban fighting starting next year. Will this ever happen in the NHL?
1: I think if the uh if the higher ups uh of of hockey like your Bettmans and, and so forth w- had their way they would ban h- fighting I think mm-hmm. uh I feel like uh I feel like it has a place in the game I, f- I feel like it will always have a place in the game I, I think that um there needs to be uh repercussions for stuff that happens on the ice outside of a penalty. I just feel like guys need to stick up for guys. If somebody takes a run at somebody, you know, hockey is a dangerous game. Uh, Stuff can happen. Career ending things can happen. Paralyzation can happen. There needs to be um, people out there that kind of hold other people accountable uh, so that they don't cross the line all the time. So I feel like hockey uh, needs fighting. I think if people had their way. I think they would try to outlaw it. It seems like that's a directive around the league already where, um, there was a fight the other night between Frederick and Dylan cousins. Cousins got had the better of Frederick early on. And then Frederick kind of waited him out, rope doped him, so to speak. And, and then uh, got three or four really good shots in. Hit him with a right hand that kind of stumbled him. And the linesman jumped in immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the old days, they would have let Frederick pound that guy until they were on the ground. Sure. Um, and it and it and it seems to be a directive around the league. Like if if anybody looks like they're really in trouble, you got to step in. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's the way they're leaning. That's the way they want it to go. Um, but I don't want it to go that way because everybody loves a good fight. The crowd gets amped. Everybody's you know, fired up and, and so forth. And, you know, I think people need to be able to stick up for other, for their teammates.
0: I agree. And I think that they should, I think that fighting should be there. Uh, And if you need to punish it harsher, I guess that's fine, but you should be, able. I mean, you should have to, I just, I just fear that, you know, guys will be taking runs at people, and it'll just you know, there just won't be enough of a, a recourse for doing some some stupid things on the ice, um, especially in the queue. Like I, when I, when when the queue is in Lewiston, Maine, and I used to watch the Lewiston Maniacs uh, back in the early two thousands. I remember one time I went to the game. It's about thirty minutes before the game the, the officials aren't on the ice yet, and there was a line, not a line brawl, but they, the two teams lined up, and two guys went at it, almost like a. Something happened last night. And we're gonna settle it right now. And the and the officials weren't on the ice. And it was the one time I was at a hockey game where I was kind of nervous for people because I didn't know when the how the fight would end. Was someone going to die or is it how, <laughs> how, how someone be knocked out? Like how is this fight going to end? And the players just stood there with their chins on their sticks and watched it happen, and it was weird. But I do think in the queue though. I mean guys take some liberties in those junior leagues.
1: Well, that's they the other to thing the too NBA is you have in Christ. You I mean yeah. you have 16 year olds and 20 year olds. I mean that's a yeah. that's a that's a big difference in in size and maturity and so forth, so mm. that's probably why it is that trying not to have 16 year olds have to come in and and, and make their themselves. bones and defend right. themselves against 20 year old who right. who are, who are right. basically men at that point so right. I could see it I guess um, you know they they don't have it in college hockey college hockey is a great product um, but I think when you're a professional you should be able to settle scores and, and that kind of thing so I think I think fighting should stay in
0: but you're right though they they quickly there was another instance where there might have been a fight, and they would they jumped in right away.
1: Well, that yeah, Flurry yeah. tried to go with Bennington. Right. They'd they tried to have a goalie fight, and go. they right. and they wouldn't let him. And and everybody right. in the and and their mother in the in the stands wanted that to happen. I mean, right. everybody did. Uh, you know, especially because people want to see Bennington get the snoppy out of him because the guy's a mm-hmm. punk. So, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, they they jump in when they when they, maybe they shouldn't have.
0: Mm. Um. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, chirp qu- number three. When Taylor Hall and, and Nick Foligno potentially come back, who's in and out of the lineup?
1: Oh, that's or, tough. It is. That is it? that is tough. I uh, see. I don't know. Does Foligno sit? I mean, he has ten goals and he's kind of a leader, so I'm not sure you can sit him. But I, I think if I think if he can play and he's healthy, he's playing. I mean, he's you know. But so but who I comes out? Because Bertuzzi I mean, I, stays well, in. Hall's well, in. Right. Hathaway's in, you assume. Right. Absolutely. He
0: has to be. You, you, you traded capital to get him, and you're probably not going to resign him, so why, why would he assist?
1: Well, right. So no, you so. go, so say you go, you know, you go uh, Marchand, Bergeron, DeBrusque. Right. Then you have Zaka, Krejci, Pasternak. Right. Then Hall, Coyle. Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Then right. that leaves Frederick, oh, no. Felino, Nosik, Hathaway, for, I'm thinking, for I'm four thinking spots, Filino, for three Frederick spots. Hathaway. I'm thinking Felino, Frederick Hathaway. So, you think they're going to take Nosik out, who's a, who's a center that's like 60% on faceoffs and penalty kills? You think they're going to take him out? I don't think they will. I, then, who comes out? I, I don't know. I don't know who comes out. That's I what mean, I'm Frederick saying. That's a tough, tough call. <laughs> that's know, a tough, tough call. Hathaway. No, I, I mean, don't I think you can, can take out Hathaway because he's a, he's a proven playoff guy. So is Felino. I right. think it, I think, to, and Frederick's having a career year. I right. think, I mean, I, I, to me, I think it comes down to no and Felino. And I think right. it, I think it may be Felino. I really do. Wow. And oh, really? possibly Hathaway, I guess, but I mean, maybe it depends on matchups, but um.
0: I just, I just don't, I mean, you, you go and trade for Hathaway and not play him in the postseason I just don't think that. I, so I, I guess you're right. I think Felino I guess maybe they just see what Nosik looks like, and if Nosik isn't great, then Frederick will play center, and if it's Nosik's okay, then Frederick plays wing, and and Foligno's out. I suppose.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, right? it's a, it's a, it's honestly, it's a good problem to have.
0: It it really is.
1: It's, <laughs> it's a good it's problem a good to have. Thing. Now that Forbert's hurt, yeah,
0: it's a good thing that the defense they kept the defensive depth mm-hmm. because you never know. Mike Riley may show up at a postseason game. Yeah, I you mean, mean might.
1: Yeah, so I mean they have right weird. now. You know, with Forbert out, they're they're just Zaborl, uh as right. as the extra. But um, you know, when they have everybody healthy hopefully for what comes back healthy for the playoffs um you know then you got two guys you got you got a decent amount of depth there for the for the stretch drive and you have you know an extra forward who probably should be playing i mean right probably should be playing so uh, it's a really good problem to have but uh it's not a decision i would want to have to make because i think all those guys deserve to be in honestly
0: yeah there's a there's a wealth of depth there it's just uh yeah, there's a ton of depth there and, and a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts, and, yeah, a lot of decisions to make. And, boy, it's a tough one. Uh, all right, chirp four. John Butchergrass wondered if Boston had some unproven players who could step up in the playoffs, because that's typically what happens. The core is older. The playoffs is a grind. Who, sort of an unproven, unheralded player, who could step up?
1: Unproven unheralded. So you
0: always get that Darren McCarty. You yeah, always get that yeah well those those in.
1: guys are a little bit more veterans. So if you're asking me someone like that, I would say it could be anyone on the third line of of Hall, Coyle, you know, Bertuzzi. because right. they 'cause right. they're gonna get a matchup that's favorable to them, I would imagine. Oh boy, I would, uh, I would assume. You know, Frederick uh, I you know is having a career year. He's looked really good. He's he's using his body much better to protect pucks. He's noticeable most games now, um, protecting pucks and making plays. So I, I could see is him him as a guy that that maybe you know scores a big goal at some point. Um, so really any of those any of the bottom six. I actually saw a thing, um, or online today, uh, and I apologize because I don't remember who. Uh, wrote the article, but it was, um, I think it might've been Matt Larkin from the Hockey News, Uh, but he, uh, he was talking about the, the depth, uh, which teams have the best bottom six depth. And it was uh, Boston, obviously Edmonton, uh, Carolina, Buffalo, Jersey. And I think they might've been one other team, but the Bruins uh, bottom six has scored like 70 something goals. Uh, which is pretty impressive. You know, they've scored 200 and something goals as a team, but 70 something goals have come from the, from the bottom six forward. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, And their, and their analytical numbers are really good, like expected goals for and all that shit, Um, you know? So uh, yeah, they, they definitely have uh, a bottom six that can do some damage come playoff time.
0: And that's been the problem the last few years Absolutely. is the secondary scoring. So that's and the defensemen are putting up more points, you know, is in than in years past. That was another issue last year specifically, where the defense just didn't give them much offensively on the score sheet now they have several guys defense you know on the defense that can score a goal or can set up goals or move the pucks to borrow. great stretch pass the other day to Hathaway for a goal like he's the eighth guy
1: <laughs> yeah they have <laughs> like, the second most yeah. points in the league by defenseman now Right. So, uh, uh, so they and I they were towards if they weren't last last year they were towards they the were very very were bottom. Very close. Yeah, so they like were they is, were definitely yeah. in the bottom, you know, 3 to 5 teams in points by defenseman and they have the second most I believe behind um it might be behind um Was it
0: is it Carolina?
1: It, it I, it's either it Carol uh, it's either Carolina, Colorado or um San Jose uh yeah, San Jose cuz of um sure. Eric oh, Carlson, uh, yeah, Carlson. Carlson, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it's um, it's a team that uh, I think
0: unheralded, I I think that uh, or unproven, um, yeah, I, I I I would I would agree. Although you know, Coyle's kind of done it in the playoffs. Yes, Hall's a former number one pick, and uh, they were, they don't really have, I guess. No, unless, Cuban unless players, They're no, unless you're pretty talented.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless guys get hurt and you get a guy like Jacob Lauco going in there. Right.
0: Or Laucco, right. A uh, goes in and scores a couple of, goals. I could, sure. I could
1: see that happening. Cause he's been, he's been pretty dynamic when he's been in there. Yes. He's, you know, yeah. in on the forecheck. he has some speed. He's not afraid to go to the front of the net. Um, he has a pretty good stick defensively. So I could see him going in and, and making some things happen. So that might be a guy to keep your eye on if he gets, if he gets some time in the playoffs.
0: I, I you know Loco is a guy who I really wasn't sold on probably because I lumped him in with Steen and you mm-hmm. know all these studnika and all these other guys who never really got anywhere uh, but loco has impressed me to the point where I think that they can obviously uh, keep him you know next year and you know and put him on the fourth line and be okay with it you know I, I think that he's a guy that's could be important when if they need to trade a Whoever Hall right. or yeah. you know someone mm-hmm. that they have to to move for salary cap reasons. I think H- Lauco could be a, a guy that could really come along, and that's that's a good sign. And he's been good. and And if someone gets hurt, we talked about you know already Felino and Nosa could be out, but if they get hurt or Foligno gets banged up again, then you can go to a Loco and feel good about it. So yeah. that's good. Uh, Chirp five. Art O'Cal from ESPN asked, "Who you're most hated?" NHL player is asked. He also asked where Jordan Bennington was on the list.
1: Who's your most hated? Uh, Bennington's close. If if he's not, if if he's not the top, he's, he's like one B number one, because he's a terrible person. Yes. He's, he's, he's a terrible yeah. goalie. He, yeah. His numbers are terrible. And he got hot at the absolute perfect time to steal yes. a cup from the Bruins. So yeah. if, if he's not 1A, uh, you know what? He is 1A. Fuck that guy. He's, yeah. he's the very top of my list. Jordan Bennington, cool. because he robbed a Stanley Cup from us because he got hot at the, at the perfect time. Uh, and otherwise, in the league, he's been terrible. And he sucks yeah. and he stinks. And, yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's the one for me.
0: I'm thinking of some guys in the past, like, you know, before him, obviously it was oh, yeah. PK Subban. Yeah,
1: Subban, sure. Uh,
0: you know, Mike Ribeiro. Yeah. We couldn't stand. You know, there were guys that, particularly Canadians, yeah. <laughs> that we that we couldn't stand back in the day. Like, now it's, um, you know, there's some, I guess there's some guys on like the lead. Like, I'm not a big Tavares guy. Yeah. You know, he's kind of a dank. And, and I don't, I don't. Guys like, don't
1: Sean, Avery like and, and, oh, Sean Avery and uh, Steve yeah. Ott from Dallas. Yeah. There, there was some. Yeah, Matt Cook. Yeah, uh, yeah Matt Cook yeah. is uh is a de- is definitely like on the that. list. Uh, you know, oh Samuelson. I mean, there's there's right. there's guys that go back. Um oh, yeah. You know Patrick that. Patrick Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh
0: yeah. Hated hated some of
1: those guys. Uh, and Sid, Sid Crosby is right up there.
0: Yeah, you know? sure. I'll tell you what, if they play him in the first round, I'll hate the hell out of Sid, Sid Crosby again mm-hmm. in a hurry, in a heartbeat. So, uh, you know, because he has his issues you know, when it comes to opposing team chirp mm-hmm. uh, six fanatics will replace adidas as the nhl's outfitter of on ice uniforms and authentic jerseys beginning with the 2024-25 season on a 10-year deal this is the first time fanatics has been uh the supplier of jerseys for any uh sport and uh, your thoughts
1: yeah, usually they just make knockoffs that fall yeah. apart uh, pretty quickly. So well, it'll be.
0: Didn't you get something that fell apart or something? Uh, was it you?
1: No, it wasn't me. Some somebody I know got something
0: and it just, just disintegrated in his hand when he opened the package. I think.
1: Yeah, it, Didn't it, it I mean, I've heard people like. I watched it once, and like the, all the Bang. all the stitching started to come undone, and like just horror yeah. stories from Fanatics. So everybody's yeah. real, real thrilled on Twitter that Fanatics has this has this deal with uh, oh, with the it. NHL. Um, so everybody's like, Well, I guess I got to go run out and buy an Adidas jersey now, <laughs> before, yeah. before they stop making them." Yeah. So uh, yeah, if it's you're so interested in you're, if you're interested in some sports jerseys, uh, mm-hmm. NHL jerseys, uh, go out and get them now while they're still made of quality. Yeah. I know. I know.
0: This is not, this is, I mean, it all points, all signs point to it being bad in a 10 year deal.
1: Yeah, I don't. Nice. I, I feel like this isn't going to end well. Like the NHL no. is going to try to get out of this like yeah, halfway I, through I or something. The I,
0: I years, there's so many horror stories and they're trying to get out of it. I mean, yeah,
1: I mean somebody somebody's going to be. What's going to happen is it's going to be like during the Winter Classic, somebody something. Somebody's going to go in on on a breakaway, or somebody and some guy's going to like hook him and he's just going to tear his jersey right <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy's going to be out there on national TV right. and pads only, yeah. and and they're going to be like, what is what is this what are we watching now right. this is terrible right. and then the oh, NHL yeah. is going to be like what the fuck are you guys doing over there like what sweatshops know, like, are these things getting made in yeah so <laughs> uh, yeah I don't I don't know if it's going to be a good thing in the long run for the league if it, if it ups the salary cap though uh, oh, now on. yeah I'll sign up yeah. I'll yeah. sign up Let's, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's let's Yeah, let's let's up the salary cap. Let's get it up there so the Bruins can sign some of these guys they need to sign, and then you know, then all hell can break loose later on.
0: I'm I'm I'm, I'm waiting for Pasta to come in in a breakaway game seven <laughs> Stanley Cup Finals, and the and the B just falls off the spoke.
1: Bee. No, you know what happened? The B will like flap up in front of his face <laughs> right. and block his view, and he won't be able to score, and we'll right. lose the cup because oh, the so. fucking jersey's broken.
0: That that, that could happen. Yeah. That
1: could happen. Optimist um, over here.
0: Chirp <laughs> uh, number seven. Old friend Zdeno Chara announces that he is running the Boston Marathon. <laughs> Any advice for
1: Big Z? That's awesome that he's running the marathon. Yeah. for. He's doing it for, he what, is. the Bruins Foundation or some, yes, some kind yeah. of cause or something like that. Yep. So yep. I, have, I do have some tips for Z. Okay. Okay. Right. Number yep. one. Tape those sons of bitches oh, right up. They tape the nipples. Throw a little yeah. tape. Oh, throw a yeah, little yeah, tape in there. And yeah. then and then uh inner thighs. Got a gotta, gotta gotta like yeah. The either yeah, rub some cream yeah. on there, got yeah, something some gold bond. Yeah, yeah, pull gold bond those babies, put a little yeah. put some biker shorts on, do something to to yeah. prevent the prevent the rubbing, prevent the chafing. Oh, yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna be completely uncomfortable, uh, with yourself, uh, after three or four hours running, you you know, you're exhausted and all of a sudden you're bleeding from your nipples and you're like, this is not a good time. Why did I sign up for this? So, uh, yeah, take care of your, take care of your bodily parts while you're, while you're, uh, you know, while you're doing the running. I, would be my advice. Forward.
0: I've been running a fairly long distance and I look down and, and there's just blood streams down from my nipples and I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> like, what is happening? Uh, that's not a fun experience. Nope. And then the day after, they're all chafed and hardened. And I mean, it's bad, Z. Don't do that, Z. Don't do that to yourself.
1: You know, prepare yourself. Yeah, go back to the go back to the bikes. bikes. Yeah, Yeah. go back to the bikes. Go do the tour de France or something. You can unzip your jersey. You can you can show a little. You know, you show a little chest hair, whatever. Unzip, let it let it loose.
0: Yeah, you know, he might he might just wrap his he might just wrap his shirt around his head like a bandana and run it in like two hours.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he probably will. He probably will (laughs) backwards. Like a like a crazy person just out there. Greco-Roman wrestling people on the sidewalk and then like, oh you know, throwing people down and then just, you know, putting a world record up or something.
0: Oh my God. Can you imagine him in the crowd when it started, the gun goes off and there's a 6'9", nine
1: second I can stand in the middle. Yeah. Just mammoth. Six, Tell nine, you what, having tall friends, having tall friends is excellent. Yeah. It's an excellent thing. If you, if you people out there, if you can find yourself a tall friend, uh, especially if you go to public places and and public events, having a guy that's head is above the rest of the crowd is an excellent thing because you're like, oh, there he is. There's my friend. Yeah, there's my friend. Couple yeah, of beers. Friend. over yeah. here. He hey. Yeah.
0: Couple of beers over car, here, buddy. You really don't. Yeah. You look up. And you're
1: like, there he is. There's there he is. Yep. Yeah. There's his head. He's above there everyone else. Like, I can wow. see. I can see him. Can't lose yeah. anybody. Absolutely. Nobody gets lost. You can you can make signals. Get a couple of beers sure. your way. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah if,
0: you, yeah, if you walk into Mike's pastry yeah. and it's crowded, he's yeah. like, hey, cannoli right here. Yeah, yeah. that's my buddy. Yeah. Two of
1: those. A couple, couple, yeah. of, couple I mean, of tall of friends. Yeah, that's that's get, you, get your Get your tall friends. Yeah. So, uh, Z, hey. if you're out yeah. there, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. We're got. always well, looking for another one. Another tall guy. Oh, Want to oh. hang out? Hey, we can hang out with Z. Sure. To finish. I'll be at the finish line with a sling of beers. Sling yeah. of beers so. and some pastries? Yeah. Sounds good to pastries, me.
0: Pastries, yeah. Pastries. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> a couple of French ones and a couple of beers. Yeah. Um, hey, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to... in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbooks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use now that Mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings
1: Sportsbook. If your loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7, 21-plus, physically present in mass, eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply, opt-in required, Bonus issued as free bets, terms at DraftKings.com slash MA.
0: All right, time for beauties and benders. First, the three beauties for this week. And beauty number three, Weymouth's own Charlie Coyle. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. Charlie with nine points in his last nine games. And I'll tell you, the, the numbers for him defensively as well, are off the charts. He's up in his face, uh, face-off percentage, too, this year. He's He's just really been, like we always thought he'd be, a really good
1: third line center he is he's an excellent third line center and i really think he made some comments after uh the last loss in either detroit or chicago i can't remember which one was the game um that really was the you know the stir that broke the back there but he was pretty harsh in his comments uh after the game there and then the second half of that road trip uh he was fantastic he was one of the best players on the ice he was flying he was shooting more. Uh, he was making plays all over the ice, and I think he's been real, real good in these last four games that the Bruins have won. Um, and and uh, a lot of the a lot of the credit should go uh, should go to him. Uh, he's been he's been great. That line's been great. Uh, so uh, Charlie Coyle, well deserved honor here. Beauty number three.
0: Uh, statistically, his career high in takeaways. He also uh, has a plus twenty seven on the year, as opposed to last year where he was a minus six. So that's a major turnaround defensively for him. Um, he's playing about a minute less overall than he did last season because he's now, you know, third line center and not playing so many second line minutes. Uh, now that Krejci's back faceoff percentage, 53%. Uh, he also has 10 more blocks already than he did last year. So again, defensively, he's been really good taking on his role and, you he's been terrific. Um, all right, beauty number two, Jake DeBrusque. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from
1: dawn until dusk.
0: He had a four-point game in Buffalo and a game winner versus the Sens. And Jake has been, you know, this has been his best season as a pro.
1: Absolutely, his best season as a pro. Uh, we've talked about it a bunch of times, but consistency is really important when you're trying to establish establish yourself as a as a top six guy. And uh, he's been consistently good all year long. Uh, he's he's been um, really really good. And uh, you know, twenty what, twenty three goals now? I think yeah, um, twenty three and forty five yeah. points. So uh, yeah. he's having a having a great year, uh, and and well deserved. You know, I feel like he's kind of you know, I think that line really missed him when he was out. Uh, he brings a speed element and kind of a forechecking puck retrieval element to that line that they miss when he's not there. And I think um, it really helps to make that line go because Marchand and Bergeron, you know, aren't the fastest guys. Marchand coming off uh, the double hip injuries and and Bergeron's getting up there in age a little bit. So he brings a dynamic to that line that they kind of need now. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's been really, really good there in that spot, found a home there.
0: Yeah, no question. And he's had, uh, the big, the big difference as, as I'm looking at it right now is the power play points. He has six power play goals and eight power play assists, which is uh far and away eight, eight assists on the power play as opposed to one on the power play last year. And he's playing two minutes more on average ice time per game. He's at 17 minutes per game. So that's another, uh, Another for him, and then also he has the most hits of his career, 75 hits. So he's playing the physical game. He's he's uh, winning all sorts of pucks. It almost seems like now the way he's playing, like if he goes in with another guy, he wins the puck. I mean, it's just uh, you just get that feeling with Jake right now. Uh, and then beauty number one, Jeremy Swayman. Going to love you, eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. Back-to-back shutouts for Sway. First Bruins goalie with back-to-back shutouts in consecutive games. Played since Tuka Rask in 2011. wonder what happened that year. Uh, Third (laughs) star of the week uh, behind uh, Micah Zabinajad and Kale Makar.
1: Yeah, I mean, just playing really, really well right now. I mean, he's picked a really good time in the season to kind of up his game and, and start playing well. He you know, had some lulls and some little slumps there earlier in the season, but he's, uh, he's playing his best hockey now, as, as we're gearing towards the playoffs. So that's really good to see. How about this? The NHL had a thing earlier uh, about uh, who should be the top four goalies of the week or the four goalies they picked were the best goalies of the week. He was not on the list. It was a minimum of three games played, which I guess kept him off the list. But you have two shutouts in the week, and you and you, you know, wow. sixty two sixty two in save chances, and you're not one of the four best goalies of the week. I find that hard to believe.
0: That's that's kind of strange.
1: I find that hard to believe.
0: Yeah, that's that's tough. That's a tough one. And Sway is what is he eighteen and eighteen four and two us. So. He's yeah. he's been uh, he's just he's been great. Uh, there was a little bit of a lull there. It was. Yeah. And he'll, and he'll he'll give up a softy here or there, but geez, you know, it's going to be a real tough decision with the two of them. Cause I don't think you can keep them both maybe next year. You can, but after that, you probably have to make a decision on one of the, one of the two. Um, and uh, we will see what kind of deal he gets as an RFA because the more, the better he plays, then, you know, the better his value is. So,
1: yeah, I mean, you figure it, you know, both of those guys, I mean, they have a great relationship and, and they're both root for each other, but you would think to, you know, to me that both of them want to play the majority of the games. So, uh, unless there's you know, they're happy with the way that they are, you know, splitting fairly evenly the games, you know. Somebody wants to be, you know, they both want to be number ones, I would imagine. So somebody's gonna wanna go somewhere where they can play more, I would think.
0: Sure. Absolutely. And I and that's I guess it, I guess it could be good if they could convince him. Hey, can you take you know one year or however whatever it is, uh, and and bridge it and see what we have next year? Then maybe he's likely to do that if he has a good you know if he feels like he belongs in the team and has friends in the team.
1: Who knows? Yeah. All right. So now it is time for the benders, uh, and we'll move on to Bender Number Three, and that is Rasmus Dalene.
0: Have a Bender.
1: Uh, he starts a scrum uh, with a punch to the face of Trent Frederick, and then uh, Freddie finishes it with multiple punches to Darlene's face, and he ended up bloodied, and I don't think that that went the way he thought it was going to go.
0: No, no, I mean, Freddie, uh, yeah, Freddie finished that one for sure, and then there was a Tage Thompson situation, where he got hit, a really good hit, Yeah, and he didn't like it, like, dude, you're 6'8", or whatever, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he acted like he's never been hit before. Man. Uh-huh. Come on, Tage. You know, I mean, Jesus, like the the Sabers. Just I don't know what it is about them. Like they're better now. Obviously, uh, they're more talented than they you know were. Whatever they have, some decent young talent. Alex Tuck's having a great year. I mean, this. I mean, well, no, he's hitting he, out know, with them. No, who's the other guy?
1: Uh, no, he's there. Oh, yeah. Tex there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's there. He
0: there. was traded for Eichel. Right. Yeah. Tuck's having a great year and, you know, and cousins is a good player and they have some good players, obviously, and Owen power and stuff, but man, like, I don't know. I just, there's something missing on that team where they just give in or they just maybe just losing the a habit.
1: It's the, it's the, I feel like there. it's the veteran leadership there. It doesn't know how to win. They don't know how no. to win. Right. So they need to bring in like proven guys <clears throat> that have yeah. won and know how to win to teach the rest of that team what it mm-hmm. takes. Um, yeah. you know, a guy, uh, you know, Bergeron would never go there, but a guy like Bergeron right. or a guy like right. Felino uh, could right. go there and, and show those guys, uh, what it takes and, and how to, how to win and, and yeah. do things the right way. And well, so forth. They, like
0: maybe they go get Luch next year and just throw him on the fourth line. Yeah.
1: That, I, like, like Kylo That's Poso good. doesn't know how to win and he is the captain no. of the team. So like, right. you know, you you might try to do all the right things but you don't really know what you're doing you're just trying to do the things the right way or what you think mm-hmm. is the right way and you know that that's not that's not enough that's so not uh right. yeah they need right. they need a kind of a veteran core to kind of teach some of those young guys the ropes i think
0: yeah no question no
1: question all right bender number 2 uh is sports radio have <laughs> a bender
0: you know, I put this in here because, first of all, sports radio in Boston doesn't cover the Bruins much at all. You've got a team with a with <laughs> with a, an all time season, like an all time season in a in a hockey crazed town. Like there's a steep tradition, ninety eight years of hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, every high school plays hockey, rinks everywhere, Bobby Orr, the whole thing, and and sports radio continues whether it's E E I or it's or it's the Sports Hub. They don't talk hockey and that's great for us because then people can get their fix on the podcast scene
1: absolutely so they should continue to do what they're doing they want to talk about uh the world baseball classic or uh the celtics the friggin
0: friggin' celtics
1: yeah celtics imploding uh whatever it is so yeah talk talk that stuff up and we'll uh we'll talk bruins over here and and people can come and and listen to this and and uh you know, we can't take calls here, but you can certainly hit us up uh, on email right. or on Twitter or somebody, send us a message mm-hmm. and, and we'll be happy to answer your questions uh, during the show. So uh, oh, hit totally. us up there if yeah. you want to uh, talk yeah. some hockey with us. Uh, yeah, and I
0: agree. I, I,
1: I agree because, in, and here's the other thing about, I, I was obviously I've been listening
0: to sports radio a long time. I mm-hmm. used to be in the business years ago and it's changed. It's a lot of, you know, conjecture and a lot of, um, I know just kind of making making up conspiracies uh, is a lot of what they do now and not just reporting on games and teams and players and what they need to do better it's more of this guy doesn't like that guy or this guy wants out of town or it's a lot of sort of a drama uh, that uh, you know is a lot of social media driven but it's also changed sports radio so that's too bad
1: yeah, change it for the worst. Uh, and you know what? And you know, another thing that's the worst is our number one bender. Yes. Uh, and this is Fish at Work.
0: I a bender. Who? <laughs>
1: who? This should be outlawed. Like, this should be yeah. outlawed. Yeah. There should yeah. be, there should be like a sign on the microwave that says if you put fish in here, we are allowed to shoot you in the face. <laughs> right.
0: Like, not come who, out
1: like who, right. why do you get to decide that you're going to yeah. smell up the entire building no. so that you yeah. can eat lunch? Have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like a normal fucking person and right. don't bring in a, a, you know, a pile of scrod or right. something. Right. Fish right. chowder or whatever. No yeah. clam chowder in the microwave at lunchtime. Come on, folks. You're better than that. You're better yeah. than that.
0: I, wa- I walk, I'm, I work at a high school. I walk into the faculty lounge. I open the door and it hit me like a Trent Frederick right hand to the face, this fish smell. So I walk in and I'm like, who the hell? So there's this old guy who's probably been teaching there for 38 years with his fish chowder dribbling down his friggin' chin. Oh, no. And I'm like, this is fucking brutal. So I sit down and I'm like, I'm, I'm think, contemplating getting something to eat like at the calf. I, it turns my stomach so much, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to wait till I go home. And he says to me, hey, no lunch today? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, not anymore. Yeah, yeah not no, for I'm me, buddy. Right now,
1: Lost yeah. my appetite. Holy. Fish holy. face.
0: Oh, my God. How do you get, how do you put that in the microwave? That should be, you're right. That should be illegal. That should be, HR should come down and strip him of his, of his, uh,
1: of wow, <laughs> a ski to the faculty amazing? lounge. Sorry, sir, yeah. you can't come in here anymore. This is a private <laughs> event. <laughs> you can't teach social studies anymore. Yeah, no, you you're can teach social anymore. studies all you want. You just can't come in the lounge anymore. <laughs> right? If you want to eat yeah. your fish chowder, you eat it warm in your room by yourself, and you yes. and you oh, suffer and you get a stomach yeah. ache and all that. You have to yeah. you have to live through it. You have to suffer through it oh, if you want the fish. Idea. Hell out of here! That's, That's terrible. A idea. We're Some gonna worst. turn off your
0: little ID that yeah. opens the door. You
1: can't get in. You can't get wow. in anymore. This is a Thank VIP you. only. Very important people that don't put fish in the damn microwave.
0: Oh my god! It was it was brutal. It wasn't just like a fish stick from last night. It was fish <laughs> chowder from yeah. down the street,
1: frothing and bubbling oh and god. just awful, like
0: almost bad. Yeah.
1: Almost <laughs> um, <was> bad.
0: <laughs> almost soured. <laughs> All right. Forward Brothers Power Rankings uh, for this week. Number seven, the L.A. Kings are back in. They're eight zero and two on their last ten, and uh, climbing the ranks. Uh, number six, Minnesota is up a spot. Seven one and two in their last ten. Their only loss. Or Boston Bruins. Uh, number five, Dallas, upper spot. They're 21 10 and five on the road. Good road team means uh, good uh, playoff postseason. team. Yeah, uh, yeah prospects. Uh, Devils at four. They're down two spots. They're only five, three, and two in their last 10. Vegas Golden Knights are three, and they are upper spot, eight, and eight two, and zero in their last 10. They have Jonathan Quick now in net for them. Uh, number two, Carolina's upper spot. They're a second team to get to 100 points. Uh, And Boston is number one, 54, 11, and 5, 113 points. And they won four in a row with 12
1: games to play. I mean, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Pretty good squad. Uh, All right. So now we'll talk about the teams that aren't pretty good squads at all. Talk about the teams that uh, are trying for Connor Bedard. uh, And these teams are terrible. And uh, mm-hmm. played like it uh, all the live long day coming in at number 30. Yeah. CBJ, your Columbus yeah. Blue Jackets, nine twenty one yeah. and five on the road. Right. That is yeah. opposite of what Dallas is doing. Uh, so that would be a non-playoff team. Yeah. That would be a poor that team. Be, that would be a, uh, bad, that would be a bad team. team. Yeah. A team that uh, is, n- is not yeah. any good at the sport yeah. of hockey. Uh coming in at number thirty one, your San Jose Sharks, one six and three in their last ten. Yep. And uh, you know, Eric Carlson over there, you know, having a having a super season for an absolutely terrific, pathetic, man. awful team. Totally. Um, no pressure on him at all. Just trying to get points. Doesn't matter if the puck goes in his net or not, not uh, because all. you know, trying to score points. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, good for him. Uh but your team stinks, Eric. Mm-hmm. Team stinks. Team uh, bad. Yep, and coming in at number 32, your Montreal Canadiens 2-6-2 and two in their last 10. Uh, 11 points out of last now. They gained a point since last week. Uh, they were 10 out. Now they're 11 out. Not sure what they're doing. Uh, you can't go 2-6-2 and two and get Connor Bedard. You got to go 0-8-2. Yep. Commit. You need to commit, Montreal. Get in yep. there. Lose games. Get, get in there. Lose games. And how about, how about the only time Montreal comes into Boston? Uh, is uh, Thursday night. It, it, Thursday night. This is coming Thursday. The only that's time the they yes. come to Boston all year long. That is terrible. That is a mistake by the league. Uh, you can't play the Canadians three times in a season. That's ridiculous. If you're going to do these <laughs> Foucaulta division playoff things, you have to play the division teams more. You have to. Yes. Or it doesn't make any sense. If, no. if that's what it's going to take for you to get into the playoffs, then you have to play those teams more. Why you? Why are you playing everybody evenly if your division record and your division, you know, if that matters, if that's how you have to get it out of the play, you know, advance in the playoffs? So I, I just, I just don't understand it.
0: I don't understand it because if you if you match up with like the West or whatever other teams, whatever other division, and you're matching up and you're better than them and they and the other team doesn't like say Buffalo doesn't have as great a record, but then you then the division playoffs matter. So that that means that you didn't play each other, so you didn't have a chance to knock off the team that's ahead of you all that much because you didn't, you only play them three times, so right? Terrible, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. All right. Uh, did you do so? Montreal is two six and two in the last ten. Yep. Terrific. Twenty eighth yep. in the league, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, prospect spotlight. Hey, Shane Bowers. He was uh, the gentleman picked up for Keith Kincaid, the goaltender. Uh, from the uh, Colorado avalanche and Shane was a former first round pick and he has played nine games of the Providence Bruins. And folks, he, he has this uh, line zero goals, zero assists, and he is a minus seven in nine games.
1: So that's not great. No. I'm going to throw that out there and say, that's not great. <laughs> right. Um, but I still like to trade when it happened. I still yeah, like sure. to trade because he was a first round pick, you know, uh, Started off uh, strong and then kind of tailed off and kind of hasn't found his game since then. But Kincaid's a journeyman. Uh, Mm -hmm. He he was never going to be part of your goalie plans in the future here. So I still like the pick. You take a chance on a guy who was a uh, a first-round talent. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I still like the trade. Uh, He's not really panning out. Maybe he won't pan out, but maybe, you know, he gets a fresh start going into next year or whatever it is and and, uh, Mm -hmm. can turn things around, and then maybe you have yourself something there.
0: Yeah, I and I agree. You trade a thirty-three-year-old goaltender for a twenty-three-year-old guy who was the twenty-eighth overall pick. So it's a a chance to take a flyer on a guy. Maybe you can repair him. I made (laughs) someone was talking about uh, you know on Twitter about Shane Bowers and giving him a little more time, and I said, hey, maybe he'll be West Walls. who ten years after drafted, and when people thought he was a bust with the Bruins, uh, when he went to Minnesota, eventually ten years later he had, you know, three or four seasons of double-digit goals. So he he turned into a decent, you Mm -hmm. know, a decent, solid NHL player. So, you know, maybe it'll just take some time for him to clip or click, or like you said, maybe it won't. But at least you uh, got something and took a chance uh, and got yourself a little scratch ticket from Keith Kincaid. What the hell? Sure. Absolutely. Um, All right. NHLPA came out with a player poll. And what player do you least enjoy playing against? but would love to have on your team. Bradley
1: Marchand.
0: Bradley Marchand won it again.
1: Uh, second yeah. year in a row, he's won it 36.5%. So this was by far the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor McDavid was second, 15.6%. Tom Wilson third at 8.1%. Maddie uh fourth at 6%. Uh, there were 14 questions, I believe, in the poll. I took... Um, just the just the questions that were related to Bruins players, and then one kind of fun one at the end that we'll uh, we'll get to. Mm, okay,
0: so who is the most complete player? Uh, and uh, the top one was Sidney Crosby at thirty point one percent. Still, uh, Patrice Bergeron at eighteen point eight percent. Sasha Barkov at seventeen point one percent, and Connor McDavid at eleven percent. And Alexander Barkov just became. Uh, Florida Panthers all-time leading scorer with uh, over 615 points, I think it is. He just surpassed uh, Jonathan Huberto.
1: He's a great player, I believe. Uh, and this was a question um, that I that I didn't put in in here, but who was the most underrated? I believe Barkov was. If he didn't win it, he was he was at the top one, two, or three there. I,
0: I would say too. I would yeah. say that too.
1: Yeah, I would say that too.
0: Um, all right, in a must-win game, which forward do you think would be most impactful? Uh obviously Connor McDavid gets fifty nine point three percent. Wow. Sid, Sid Crosby eleven percent, Nathan McKinnon at eight point four percent, Nikita Kucherov at two point three percent, and Patrice Bergeron at one point five percent.
1: Yeah, pretty interesting that uh I mean McDavid obviously over fifty percent of the players voted for him. That's uh just mind-boggling, um, but he is just a great game, uh, game-breaking talent. Uh, pretty unbelievable. But Bergeron, there, uh, I mean, he's had some some big goals and big games, so he certainly deserves uh, to be on that list.
0: Hmm. Yeah, Kucherov does. I mean, Kucherov's had yeah. the experience of, of coming up big in big games, absolutely, uh, and winning cups and, and so forth. And you look at Sidney Crosby at 35 years old. He'll be 36 in August, 29 goals, 54 assists, 83 points in 70 games. Um, still hasn't really, you know, still hasn't really declined much at all. I yeah. mean, he's, just, he's just, I don't, God knows how long he'll continue to play. Uh, he's only, you know, he's 35 and he has 546 goals and 946 assists. He has almost, he's eight away from 1500 points. Uh, And he's only 35. I mean, he could play four or five more years.
1: He could, possibly. Uh, It's
0: unbelievable. Uh, All right, which NHL player is the best guy in the locker room? Uh, Marc-Andre Flory at 3.8%. Phil Kessel at 2.7%. A little bit of a stunner for me. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Hayes at 2.7%. Jakob Voracek, 2.7%. Ryan Johansson at 2.5, and a Nick Felino
1: at 2.5. Yeah, makes sense. Nick Foligno uh, seems like a great locker room guy uh, yeah. from all the stuff we've seen here, some of the stuff on Behind the Bee, uh, you know, a great locker room guy. Maybe Phil Kessel shares his hot dogs. Maybe that's what it is. He's yeah. like, hey, you guys want a dog? A couple of dogs yeah. around here. Let's get yeah, some food. Some dogs. So yeah. Dogs for some people. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to be friends with Jacob Chicker and eating raw liver and that shit. They want to be no. friends with Phil Kessel eating Fenway yeah. Franks. Let's go, yeah. boys. Come on.
0: Yeah, Kess, maybe
1: Kessel's a guy's guy, you know. Yeah, I think man, he is. Man. I mean, he's practically yeah. bald. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's, little, he's little, eating little, hot dogs baby. and he's yeah, that's yeah. what he does. He's like he's like scoring goals, eating hot dogs, and and balding. Yeah, yeah. there you go, he's bang guy, bang bang.
0: Like in are over thirty floor hockey. Oh leg. yeah. He scores goals on Sunday morning. Sure. Yeah. Hung over. Yeah. You know who gives a shit? Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, all right, who has the best shoe game? Uh, in the NHL, Austin Matthews at 9.1%, David Pasternak at 34 Uh Clayton Keller at 2.9, Oliver Ekman Larson at 2.6, Pierre Luc Dubois at 2.1. I,
1: I think if you were going to go who has the best drip overall, you know, the suit, the suit game, it's pasta. I mean, yeah, it's pasta. Whether, whether uh, it some people say Patrick Lining, I say psst, no. psst. <laughs> And I, I say, yeah. I say it's, I say it's pasta all day, every day. Uh, he yeah. just signed that that big new contract, so the suits I'm sure are going to get even better. And and Wilder, sure. and he's going to oh, yeah. step up his shoe game for sure, so he can pass Austin Matthews next yeah. year. And I want to
0: see Matthews' shoes. I mean, and, and, that's a nine point one. He kind of was a runaway winner. Yeah, he, he
1: really, he really is. So uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting to see. I mean, does he have a big Jordan collection? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder, I yeah, wonder maybe. what uh, what they what he's rocking over there, but. Uh, yeah. You know, Pasta's definitely got it going on. Sure.
0: What is the best NHL road city to have an off day? This is a no-brainer. Las Vegas at 31.7%. And New York at 16.3%. Hey, how about Sunrise, Florida at 11.8%? Los Angeles nine point seven and Nashville eight point four.
1: All right, so so uh, I put this in. This was a fun one at the end. The Boston okay. obviously not included here, right. Uh, right. but it, I mean it should have been great city. Right,
0: uh, off off day, it, you know, it, in May or whatever, nice beautiful day down, downtown Boston. You know, don't sleep on it.
1: No, uh, I'm with you. I, junior, uh, that, that's a that's it, a, a damn you know. that's a damn good time. But yeah, yeah, we're talking we're talking winter months for the most part here. Uh, right. So right. so what's your what's your top five for for uh, for cities, if you had an a, an off day, if you were in the NHL and had an off day, uh, you know what, what's your top five? What are your okay? What are you, so
0: I'm definitely going Vegas because I'm going to sports books and I'm going up the Strip and I'm going to Cabo Wabo and I'm going to that German beer place. Yeah, place is awesome. Check out of boots and stuff. Yep. I'm, I'm doing that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nashville. I would agree. I, I've always wanted to go to Nashville. I really plan on going to a Bruins game at Nashville next year if it can work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd love to go to Nashville. <clears throat> um, let's see. I would say, uh, you know, I, I really I really don't want to I, – I would go to Carolina because I hear Carolina's really great, Outer Banks, all that stuff. I mean, you could have a really nice day there. I don't like the team. But um, <clears throat> Carolina might be up there. Um, I did love St. Louis when I went a few years ago. That's, that's, a, that's a great place to go to. Um, and I'd probably say Vancouver just because I hear it's so beautiful.
1: Okay. I like that yeah. list. That's a good list. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. uh, so I'm with you. I'm, I'm Vegas first as well. Uh, I'm Nashville too uh, as well. Same reason as you. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Haven't been. Uh, I've heard great things about city of Nashville. I'm, I'm putting LA third. Uh, I like LA lived there for, for a brief time. Uh, fantastic weather, ton to do great beaches. Uh, four, I'm going to Chicago. I've been to Chicago okay. briefly. Yeah. Uh, it's a great town, a great city. I had a great time. I'd love to go back. Uh, lots of great bars and and stuff downtown. Mm. So, uh, I would say Chicago number four and I'm going I'm going Big Apple number five because because okay. uh, I love my I love me some New York. I mean, I don't like yeah. the sports teams at all. Right. But right. Uh, tell you, being in the Big if Apple, the city, you know, and, yeah. and uh, having a little, you know, little nightlife, little drinks, you know? little yeah. Yeah. yeah, little dancing, little dancing, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever it takes. So, uh, yeah, I'm going I'm going New York five. So, uh, okay. yeah, that's my that's my list.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, you know, what we'll have to, you know, now that the Bruins tickets are so expensive, we'll have to go on a road to some of these places and watch the bees. We
1: absolutely uh, should do that.
0: It's probably the same cost.
1: <laughs> we were, yeah. I mean, we, I was actually tweeting with somebody during the Buffalo game and they were so many Bruins fans at that Buffalo oh game, like the yeah. entire lower bowl. It looked like we Bruins fans. 20 bucks a piece. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I was saying. Somebody tweeted out to me, uh, that the, that the tickets were $20. And if they had known that they would have taken their kid and gone up sure. probably, probably stayed overnight in Buffalo, uh, yeah. and then drove home for, for, you know, a couple of tickets to the game overnight hotel, you know, gas, wow. whatever, uh, would have been cheaper than paying for a couple of Bruins tickets and parking you know, right. and that's it. Without a doubt. So, yeah. uh, yeah, definitely, definitely worth, uh, you know, traveling with the team a little bit, going to see him someplace else, you know, the yeah. Bruins fans travel well, so you're not going to be alone. You'll find some, no. some like-minded people to go and party with and have a good time with. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend getting out on the road next year or, or later this year and, and finding, uh, finding some Bruins fans and, and having a good time, uh, well, in, a, what, in an opposing rank.
0: I think we th- I think we throw it on our Twitter next week, next year and, and we do like a Benders let's go Benders road trip. Everybody get a fucking ticket. Fuck yeah. And let's go. Let's go Benders road trip. Go to the game, go to the bars after.
1: Can we get a group Absolutely. can we go can we go group tickets? We'll get a group rate somewhere. Yeah, we'll get buy like a group fucking rate somewhere like a Nashville. Yeah, buy like fucking just, 40 tickets or something and yeah. get a get to fill up a section of fucking sure. Benders fans and yeah. and we'll, we'll uh a bunch of t-shirts now with yeah. us and you can, yeah. We'll watch the let's game go. and yeah. Get after it. I love oh God, it. God, that would be fantastic. I love it. Absolutely. I think we should do <laughs> it. Right,
0: uh, yeah, we think we should do it. All right, week ahead, uh, March the 23rd, as you said, versus the Montreal Canadiens, the one and only time Montreal is in Boston. Uh, March 25th versus Tampa Bay. Then the next night, March 26th, at Carolina. And then March 28th versus the Nashville Predators, so – uh, in the middle there, kind of a little sneaky hard week there for, for Boston. Go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us on Bruins at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we're on TikTok as well. Download the Inside The Rink app. Please rate and review on Apple and subscribe and follow on the podcast platform. Sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com/slash ESPN and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And use the code ITR. Everybody, have a great week. Thanks for listening and go Bruins.
1: Thanks a lot. Mm, Bye bye.